You're listening to Three Things to Know with Stephanie Haney, with experts and insiders on what you need to know in Northeast Ohio. Hello there, everybody. Welcome back to the Three Things to Know podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Haney, and very happy, as always, to have you here with me this week. We've got some big things happening in Cleveland very soon, coming up this weekend, and we are talking with a impressive, impressive woman today. Our guest today is Eamon Ali, and she is the founder of a company and a nonprofit that are working to sort of bring representation and inclusion to the fashion industry here in Cleveland and Northeast Ohio. And I have to tell you, she's doing an incredible job of it. Her company is called Fashion Talks, and the nonprofit organization that she's working on is called FT Foundation. I've been very happy to be a little bit involved in the creation of that foundation, which we'll talk about in just a moment. But uh, I want to talk about the time that we are in right now, here in the middle of the month of June. June has become a month in this country where we really look at celebrating inclusivity and diversity. And, you know, the history of that is not a pretty picture. You know, June is well known for being Pride Month. Also, now, federally, it has the holiday of Juneteenth, which is rooted in slavery in this nation. Let's talk about those two things before we get into talking about the fashion industry and what Amen is doing here in the area in order to sort of raise people up all around, okay? So Pride Month, we know what that's about. That's about celebrating our LGBTQ plus community, but I think it's important we take a moment to think about the history of Pride Month. You know, I was looking at an account of this on them.us and a lot of people attribute Pride Month to the Stonewall Riots. Those happened, you know, years ago, but they weren't the first time that LGBTQ plus people spoke up and said, we don't want this police harassment. That's what the Stonewall Riots in New York were about. There There was a riot in Los Angeles at a place called Cooper Donuts and in San Francisco at a place called Compton's Cafeteria. But the Stonewall Riots are definitely the best known riots that have sort of launched what we know as Pride today. And this was, it was a summer night in the Greenwich Village in New York and cops showed up at the Stonewall Inn. That had become a place where people knew they could go and be accepted, particularly people that were in the LGBTQ plus community, particularly people of color. And police went there. They arrested people. They put them in waiting police vehicles. And then the crowd got restless and angry. And eventually, there is debate over who started escalating of events. But the police were forced back. These homophobic police were forced back. They had to retreat. And then over the next few nights, confrontations continued. And then following the Stonewall riots, the next year, momentum grew. And there was a march to Central Park. And the theme was adopted of gay pride, which is a, which was a counterpoint to this message of shame that had been thrust upon the people of the LGBTQ plus community. And then that march down Christopher Street to Central Park expanded to other cities and more and more people joined in. And that's how we got to the point where we are today, where we can have a pride parade in downtown Cleveland. And it's a joyous moment and people feel safe at that event and we get to that point of celebration, okay? So now let's talk about Juneteenth, which is short for June 19th. This is the day that federal troops arrived in Galveston, Texas. It was in 1865, and it was to take control 
and make sure that everyone there who had been enslaved was freed. And this was a full two and a half years after the signing of the Emancipation Proclamation, which is what was supposed to end slavery in the country. Okay, so it took two and a half years for that to happen. And it didn't become a fully recognized federal holiday until June 2021, June 17th, 2021. So two days before Juneteenth or June 19th, it became a federal holiday just a year ago. So there's a lot of work that's been done. We have a lot of work to do. And June has become this month dedicated to visibility and inclusion. So very happy to be talking with Eamon Ali today, talking about what she's doing in that space in the fashion space and shedding some light on how fashion can actually work to really bring people together and the incredible diversity that exists within the fashion industry. She's a Toronto transplant. She saw a need here in Cleveland when she ended up here in Cleveland just a few years ago. And so now we're going to talk with her about what she is doing here in Northeast Ohio, why it's so incredible and what her vision is for the future. So we've got her ready to talk with us now. Let's bring her in. Hi, Eamon. Thanks for being here on the Three Things to Know podcast. Hi. Thank you. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. Very excited to be talking to you about all of the incredible things you're doing here in Cleveland. You know, I talked a little bit about it in the introduction, letting people know that you come from a fashion background in Toronto. But for those who aren't familiar, tell us about what you were doing in, in Toronto and uh, the success you had in the fashion industry there. Yeah, so I um, actually grew up, I'm Canadian, I grew up there. I've been working in the Toronto fashion industry for over seven years now. Um, I just happened to fall into it and I've done um, large scale events, conferences, panels, media events, influencer events, anything under the sun that has to do with fashion, business and technology. Um, I'm also a editorial stylist and an influencer. So, you know, um, Toronto has quite a large fashion market and I've just been doing all the things over there. And then I eventually moved to Cleveland, which was uh, quite different and started exploring and seeing, you know, what is there for fashion here? Okay, so that's what I want to talk to you about now. You're doing all these things, having all this success in Toronto, then you end up here in Cleveland. So talk to me about the need that you saw in Cleveland in the fashion space when you got here. Yeah, so I first moved to Cleveland about three and a half years ago and I started exploring because I had never been to Cleveland um, other than once before my move so I was like okay let's find out if there's a fashion scene if there's a fashion week like um, you know what's going on and I saw that Cleveland has such an amazing um, sports culture arts culture just everything but I didn't really see fashion the way that I was used to in a bigger city right like Toronto or New York um, I didn't see that kind of community or anyone putting on like the elevated higher end fashion events or shows like the traditional runway shows you'd see in New York. Um, but I kept meeting amazing people like photographers, designers, models, like just these people that I was like, oh my God, you should come to Toronto with me so that we can do stuff because you're so amazing. You're so talented. Um, and then eventually people were like, well, why don't you try to do something? Because you know so many people now and you have the experience. And I just didn't think of that in the beginning. But then I was like, you know what, you're right, I could probably try something. And if people are interested, maybe I could help out and we could have a fashion industry here or like a bigger fashion scene or start something and then COVID hit. But through that, you know, I started still connecting with more people. And then eventually I realized that there really are 
so many amazing, talented people that could be part of a larger industry here. Okay, so your company is called Fashion Talks. Now, is that something that you brought from Toronto or is that something that you started here in Cleveland on the ground? No, I started that here in Cleveland. So when I first moved here, I had like a little online boutique just to kind of explore and have a reason to meet people. And I wanted to do events with that. But when COVID happened, I thought about it a lot, like right before the pandemic and I started Fashion Talks and I'm like, you know, I already have everything that I did in Toronto, but I wanted something that was local because I wanted it to be Cleveland because the people I was meeting are in Cleveland and the talent was here and it didn't feel right having something in Canada and then bringing it here, um, especially since now I'm living here too. So I started it in Cleveland pre-pandemic, but nothing happened until after. And the thing that did happen after was a huge event. That was something that you had last year, your inaugural sort of big end of your gala, if you will. Talk to me about the runway event that happened for the first time last year. Yeah, so we planned the runway in a couple of months, which was really short time, but it was basically our attempt at just doing a high fashion runway and seeing, okay, what's the response going to be like? Like, I haven't seen something like that. So either it's going to work out really well because people want it, or it's not going to work out really well because no one's doing it. Um, And so, you know, we had applications for designers to apply for hair and makeup, for photography team, like everything. We reviewed everything. The designers that, you know, were selected are, were so talented. So they actually like, you know, make their own clothing, sketch it, um, and then bring it to life. And that was showcased on the runway. And then once the runway was done, people were able to actually meet and shop from the designers and the local vendors and just enjoy more of something that would be more of an elevated fashion scene. Um, and I remember while I was promoting it, I, I realized like, okay, people are really interested, but they might not understand what it is until they come to the actual event. Because when I was like, okay, we're doing a fashion tour, we're doing a runway, a lot of people would be like, okay, where are you going to get the clothing? And I was like, no, I'm not getting the clothing. I'm producing the whole thing so that your local designers can, you know, make their designs and showcase it to you. And even a lot of the designers that we found, I think a lot of the reactions were kind of like, are they from Cleveland? Wow, where did you find them? I've never heard of them before. And I was kind of like really happy to hear that because it shows that we have so much hidden talent here. They just kind of need the platform to be showcased to the community. And we had so much interest from either even outside of Ohio and we're really trying to pull that in this year. But, um, you know, I think it's so cool that people see that we have a creative scene here. Okay, so as you were saying, you're highlighting people that people might not necessarily be aware of right and as you said COVID happened so you had to kind of get creative can you talk to me a little bit about what you were doing with fashion talks leading up to the runway event last year and how you were able to kind of build that presence even when there weren't events going on yeah so basically before the pandemic I was networking a lot I was going to a lot of kind of vendor markets with my um boutique and just uh doing photo shoots still i was still connecting with designers and models and um like i was still doing things in canada so because of my social media people saw me doing the fashion weeks and the events and um you know i just wanted to network with other women as well so i would you know go to events that i thought would be good to network with people like me um and i kind of just built up 
a little bit of a gathering and I, I knew some people and then I started planning a small like women's conference right before the pandemic but like the week I was confirming my venue is when we went into lockdown so that kind of you know everything stopped but I still kept kind of networking and trying to connect with people or just follow people on Instagram that I thought were really talented and I was like oh I would love to meet this person they're such a talented photographer um and then after when you know um with the pandemic getting better I was like you know what let me do like a small tester event so I did a vision board event in the beginning of 2021 um and it went really well um it was really just inspirational as well because we did a more structured like vision board for your upcoming year and really like every aspect of your life and and the ladies that came out and supported loved it so right after that I was like you know what I think I have enough just attention or like I think I can pull in enough people to really put on a larger show so we I did the event at the end of January um within the second week of February I had a team and I had the venue confirmed and we would just go 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 from then till June when our show was and as you're doing all of this and you're talking about highlighting people in the space you know then you came to realize that you wanted to move into the nonprofit organization space and full disclosure for the people listening they may not know this when I was uh when I was in law school at UNC Chapel Hill I worked in the nonprofit law clinic so that's something that I have some experience in so I connected with Eamon and I'm working with her on getting FT Foundation up and running getting all the the T's crossed and the I's dotted to get at that nonprofit status but Eamon talk to us about why you decided you wanted to go the nonprofit route and how you want to continue to grow that portion of this whole situation that highlights people yeah so lots of t's and lots of i's for sure (laughs) um (laughs) so many but basically when we after we did the runway last year i like yes i was fully confident that i'm gonna have like so many people that are gonna attend but i didn't know what to expect right and what came out of it was so much more than i expected i was so grateful for everybody that was supportive of us, like the teams that believed in me and just everything. And I realized that, okay, people want more, but if I want to grow, I want it to be sustainable. And I honestly had, I didn't know much about the nonprofit world. And I was just thinking of different ideas while thinking of, you know, what can I do next year? And then the all-stars came around and we had the opportunity to do a private runway show for a designer from Beverly Hills who was doing um, a line for mental health. And she launched it during the um, all-stars here in Cleveland to help, um, you know, professional athletes dealing with mental health. And through that event, I worked with a nonprofit and one of the ladies that I met, she started telling me more about nonprofits and how they work. And she was like, you know what, have you ever thought about, you know, going into the nonprofit world? And I was like, no, because I don't, I've never heard of it. So I would have like, I've never given it any thought. So it would never have crossed my mind until she kind of like, we had a meeting and she told me more about it. And I was like, oh, this makes a lot of sense. I'm kind of already planning things like this. I'm already thinking along these lines. I already have, um, you know, mentors and, kind of like what you would do have for board members like I'm kind of already there I just need to 
actually figure out how to make it work. Um, and, you know, in the future, we really want to be able to support like local creatives, especially designers and photographers and models and help them with programming to, you know, just how to be more professional within the fashion industry, how to adhere to standards. Like a lot of people here go out to like New York Fashion Week, LA Fashion Week and do, um, you know, try to do events there. And I want them to be able to have the experience here so that when they go there, they already know they're like, okay, I know what I'm doing. I know um, like I need a comp card, what kind of contracts I should be signing, what I should not be signing in agreements. Like there's so much more to the fashion industry than just models with beautiful makeup and beautiful clothing there's like a whole business structure behind it um and we want to eventually like you know give grants and do like just a lot of things to kind of give back to the community so with the fact that i wanted to make it sustainable i was like yeah i could do like a great fashion show every year but where is that going to take me and my team and i think the opportunities that were coming our way as well we really wanted to do more and we would only be able to do more if we were something like a nonprofit. so that's kind of how the transition um, went or is going. Yes, very much is going and very excited to be a part of helping you make that happen yeah. and grow Thank that and, and shine a light on the people here in Cleveland that, that deserve to have that light shown on them. Now, that brings us to this year's event, The Runway. Tell us everything we need to know about it. It's coming up very soon. It is on Sunday, June 19th. Give us the details. So this year is... Um, kind of like a dream come true because it's happening at the Cleveland Museum of Art and I've always wanted to do a huge fashion show in their atrium and I just never I was like okay yeah like in five years they're gonna know my existence and I'm gonna do something um but to have it being done now in like our second year is amazing so basically the runway is happening June 19 at the Cleveland Museum of Art we do know that it is also Father's Day so we're hoping that people can enjoy the day with their family and their dads um and then come for an evening of high fashion with us and you can bring your family along. Um, you'll be able to see local designers that are so talented. We have out-of-state designers this year as well. So we have a designer coming from LA, one from New York and one from Canada. Um, and then the majority of our designers are local. Our show is also happening on Juneteenth. So we are highlighting Black creatives within the industry. And we have found some absolutely amazing designers and models that we're going to showcase so basically how the show works is everyone arrives we get them seated you guys enjoy the runway is your traditional high fashion runway um and then after the runway is the special portion we have a ladies of influence section where we've selected four amazing women in cleveland that are just doing great things and kind of want them to walk the runway as themselves as like a you know congratulations on being so amazing and um a trailblazer so they're gonna walk the runway um and then we have a ballet performance to close off the runway and then after that everybody gets to get up network shop the designers shop the vendors we're gonna have like other local vendors there um and really just connect with other people who are in the fashion industry. Uh, we're gonna have a raffle going on. We're gonna be you know, talking more about the foundation hopefully at the event, but it's just gonna be a night of high fashion and really amazing talent. Uh, we have a lot of um, you know, great people even flying in for the event. So I'm just really excited to put Cleveland there and show people that, hey, we have this talent and we have the beautiful spaces and we have the amazing people because a lot of times like when I post photos of different spots I'm looking at a lot of my like Canadian friends will be like wait are you still in Cleveland and I'll be like yes I am like you should come visit me and so 
you know, a lot of them within the industry have been thinking, they're like, yeah, we'll like drive down for your event. And I think to see that Cleveland's getting that recognition and that designers here are so talented that, you know, hopefully in the future they could expand to other states and we can definitely help them do that. It's going to be so cool. So really it's going to be an evening of amazing fashion and just networking and shopping. Um, so for those asking about dress code, this is your chance to wear the most extra thing you own. So it's going to be great. <laughs> you know, I kind of, uh, it kind of goes, cuts both ways. Uh, I know that Cleveland flies under the radar and, you know, I kind of like that we are subtle and fly under the radar, but I really love hearing that your Canadian friends in the industry are taking notice, seeing what you're doing, seeing what a great space Cleveland is. And I want to share sort of a a summary of how I've seen you describe the FT Foundation, because I think it's important to mention, especially, you know, given the mission of shining a light on people and your event happening on Juneteenth, uh, what I've seen is, is creating a diverse and inclusive community around fashion in Cleveland and beyond. And I just want to say kudos to you, because I think a lot of people don't really realize the opportunity that fashion creates to bring people together. You know, we all have to wear clothes. We all exactly. <laughs> have to, you know, express ourselves in a certain way. And to be able to highlight how that's happening and the special ways that it's being done here in Cleveland is really great. So thank you for that, Eamon. Thank you. That was so well said. And I just want to add, like, I agree so much. I think a lot of people think, oh, I, I'm not in the fashion industry, so I can't attend these events. Or like, can I come if I'm not a model or a designer? And I say this all the time. The fashion industry is one of the most diverse industries. We have people from all sorts of professions, even like me and you being connected, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So there's room for everyone and there is no judgment. We want to make a safe space where you can dress and express yourself and just have a good time. And, you know, we want to bring that inclusion and diversity part into it because we really do want to be inclusive and diverse, like, you know, in our foundation. I guess. Um, and we're really glad that that's going to show through our models and our designers and just our overall planning. So I'm really excited for people to come out and kind of have this experience. All right. Before we let you go, Eamon, very excited about this event, the runway happening on June 19th. Where should people go for tickets if they're interested? Um, so you can just come straight to our Instagram or even Facebook or our website, which is if you just Google Fashion Talks, it'll come up. Um, tickets are going fast and there are different types of tickets. If you do uh, want the VIP experience, then you will also have um, entrance to the new fashion photography exhibit that the CMA has right now, which is called the New Black Vanguard, which is really exciting that we have permission, you know, to kind of use that exhibit space as well for our VIPs. Um, but yeah, if you just Google Fashion Talks or find us on Instagram, it's the underscore Fashion Talks, um, you'll be able to find tickets. Okay, great. And we'll, of course, have links to all of that in the YouTube information if you're watching this on YouTube in the show notes if you're listening to this on a podcast platform. And it'll also be linked on WKYC.com. Eamon, thank you for taking time to talk with us today here on the Three Things to Know podcast. We appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you so much. Many thanks to Eamon for talking with us about the things she has going on with Fashion Talks and the FT Foundation. It's going to be an incredible event. So if you can make it out there, on June 19th, as she said, yes, it's Father's Day. Yes, it is Juneteenth. If you can make it out there to the runway event, it's going to be a great show. So as I said, links to everything on WKYC.com, links in the YouTube information, links in the show notes if you're listening on a podcast platform. So 
In keeping with the fashion theme, let's get to what you need to know in NEO beyond everything that we just told you about the runway, again happening on June 19th. I am very excited to say that I will be a part this year of the Pro Football Hall of Fame Enshrinement Festival Fashion Show and Luncheon. This is happening on Friday, August 5th in Canton in my hometown. I'll be hosting the event and I will be alongside DJ Freddie B, who if you are from the Canton Maslin area, you definitely know him. He's an incredible DJ working out in Vegas, but he is from our hometown. We sort of came up at the same time, had a mutual circle of friends, so I'll be very excited to be working with Freddie on that. And the fashion show is one of the inaugural events of the Pro Football Hall of Fame Enshrinement Festival. This happens every year. The festival is my favorite, favorite time in Canton. Uh, I walked in the fashion show back in 2005 when I was in the Queen's Court, and this year I get to host it. Super excited about that. So it'll involve the wives of the enshrinees, it'll involve local designers, also other designers, local models, and highlighting fashion. And it is arguably one of the largest fashion shows in Ohio. There will be more than uh, or close to 3,000 people attending the show. And it kicks off, the doors open at 11, the show will be wrapped by 2.30, and they're doing something very cool in addition this year. They're going to open up a shopping experience before the fashion show, that'll be at 9 a.m. And you can get a mimosa at the mimosa bar. So it's guaranteed to be a good time. The tickets are on sale on the Pro Football Hall of Fame Festival website. It's profootballhalloffamefestival.com. You'll be able to find the tickets to all of the Enshrinement Festival events there. The tickets for this fashion show, by the way, range between $75 and $85. It's all reserved seating and it just varies depending on what seating you are going for. So uh, I would love to see some familiar faces out there. So if you're in the Canton area and you want to attend what I think is a pretty great event, would love to see you there Friday, August 5th. And that brings us to a good follow. If you want to know everything that's going on with the Pro Football Hall of Fame Enshrinement Festival, you should follow the official account on Instagram. It is Pro Football H-O-F-E-F on Instagram. That's Pro Football H-O-F-E-F and that stands for Hall of Fame Enshrinement Festival. And of course, we can't let you out of here without telling you everything you need to know about how to follow Fashion Talks and the FT Foundation and Amen. So all on Instagram, if you want to follow Fashion Talks, which is the for-profit company portion of everything that she has going on, it's the underscore fashion talks and you can also find a link to your tickets to the runway show on june 19th there and then if you want to follow the ft foundation that instagram handle is fashion talks foundation that's where she's got that statement that the idea is to create a diverse and inclusive community around fashion in cleveland and beyond and if you just want to follow amen directly you can do that at amen.ali on instagram it's a i m o n dot a l i again that's a i m o n dot a l i that's where you can find her directly on instagram and of course all of this will be linked on wkyc.com in the information on the youtube article tagged on instagram and also in the show notes if you are listening on a podcast platform Okay, that's it for your three things to know podcast today. Very happy to have you with me here. Again, if you're enjoying the show, please 
Subscribe if you haven't already, maybe share it with a friend. And almost, maybe most importantly, of course, yes, subscribe, listen, watch, share, but leave a rating and a review for us because that really helps us connect with more people here in Northeast Ohio. And that's what it is all about, connecting with people and getting the word out there about things that you need to know in NEO, people around here that are a good follow on social media and talking to people that you wanna hear from about things that you want to hear about. So good time to remind you as well to shoot me a message, underscore Stephanie Haney. Let me know if there's someone you think that we should talk to or something you think that we should talk about. All right, that'll do it for us this week. I will see you next week, friends. Thanks for listening to Three Things to Know with Stephanie Haney from WKYC Studios. Subscribe now to stay in the know.